good afternoon, good evening. Whenever you're joining us, welcome. This is the Appreciative Recovery Show. We believe that curiosity, self-compassion, and connection are foundational values that if cultivated on a daily, as a daily practice, make any path toward wellness filled with wonder and joy. My name is Kelly Knox. I am the host of this show. And today our guest is Reverend Janet Parsons of the Gloucester Unitarian Universalist Church. Reverend Janet was called to the Gloucester UU Church in 2015. Before entering the ministry, she was an affordable housing specialist and also worked as a church staff person for years. Janet was active in hurricane um, relief efforts in the wake of Hurricane Katrina and led our participation in 10 relief trips to New Orleans and Louisiana. She loves her adult sons and their partners, as well as living in Cape Ann, gardening, reading, and dogs. So, so welcome, Reverend Janet. Thank you very much. I'm grateful that you could join us today. Yes, it's fun. This is exciting. Yeah. So we're going to discuss what's called beloved community, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm going to throw out a definition as explained by the King Center, which is the memorial institution that was founded by Coretta Scott King to further the goals of Dr. Martin Luther King. So this is how they explain it. Beloved community is a global vision in which all people can share in the wealth of the earth. In the beloved community, poverty, hunger, and homelessness will not be tolerated because international standards of human decency will not, will not allow it. Racism and all forms of discrimination, bigotry, and prejudice will be replaced by an all-inclusive spirit of sisterhood and brotherhood. Actually gives me the chills. So it's, it's kind of a relevant and uh, worthy topic at the moment. Um, so what, what are your first thoughts when you, when you think of that definition? Um, I actually think that it could be expanded. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a worthy goal. It's, um, as I say about so much of our foundational beliefs, they're aspirational. There's something to be lived into, and it's not something that we achieve today in this moment, but it's a goal to work towards. Um, but I, when I think of beloved community, their definition to me is very secular, and I see it, you know, from a from a more religious perspective, as um, I guess one way to put it is how do we create heaven on earth? Mm -hmm. um, how do how do we create what some people would call the kingdom, or the realm? And um, and it's uh, it's a way it's it's a way of thinking and a way of being. Mm -hmm. um, and it's also not just for us today in this moment, but it's um, moving into the future. It, it, it transcends time. So it goes across time. It's um, the, uh, the, what we often call the cloud of witnesses behind us, mm -hmm. as well as the people into, into the future as well, are all part of this beloved yeah. community from my perspective. Yeah, that's, so. um, I love that cloud of witnesses. Mm -hmm. I have heard too. that yeah. before. <laughs> Yeah, so it's a matter of um, kind of setting not setting the foundation, 
and, and mm -hmm. moving forward and not expecting to reach that lofty goal, right. but, but leaving maybe mm -hmm. the world a, a little bit better for those behind us. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. um, it talks about ending poverty and homelessness, which, which you know, those are kind of objectives, but is a, is a more global thing of how do we make sure that everybody gets what they need, mm -hmm. regardless of, of what they need. Um, and I also thought that um, in the context of the climate crisis right now, mm -hmm. that this is a very important way of, uh, of being and of thinking about, um, about the whole world and the people who are going to be uh, terribly affected by the climate crisis. Um, you know, talking about food shortages and dislocation, people not being able to live where they live now. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll be tested severely to try to attain the beloved community going forward. Um, yeah, I see that yeah. unfolding. I mean, we're kind of yeah. tested right now just in the circumstances of the world. Yes. Uh -huh. um, with, um, you know, the climate change situation and, and other um, world situations and the political situation, how, how do we as a community um, address that in a way that, that does it the way that you laid it out, that we that we create a foundation. And, and what is that foundation? Is the foundation relational? Is the foundation um, of the way we think? What? Um, that's, it's a great question, and it's a really complicated question. Um, for me, it is really um, teaching ourselves to see everyone's humanity. And um, so often, we get invited to um, to be divisive and to not look at each other, as as um, some cultures say, to look at each other with soft eyes, which is to look at each other with compassion and empathy. And so um, I think that it starts there. It's it's uh, training ourselves to look at people with less judgment and to see them as human beings who have their own struggles. And um, as we have, as, as every human does, um, and uh, to, to transcend that sense of I'm different than you, my skin color is different, I speak a different language. Um, and so, uh, you know, to, to not let ourselves be, be divided by fear and hatred. Um, so it starts with that. And then I think that um, the other really foundational piece is putting relationship first, mm -hmm. that everything that we do stems from relationships. Um, without, without relationships, without um, the desire to be in relationship, we lose a big piece of our humanity. Our human nature really mm -hmm. um, calls us to be in relationship with each other. Mm -hmm. so. And that's not always easy. No, not no. at all. No. no showing up. Um, yes. <laughs> is the first step, I suppose. Showing up, um, listening, mm -hmm. um, Training ourselves to um, to react with compassion mm -hmm. and empathy first mm -hmm. um, is is what I try to do. And as I said, this is always aspirational. Right. Sometimes we can do it. Sometimes we can't. Right. But it starts there. That is that is the basis for treating each other well, listening to each other, and then um, if we can start consistently doing that, then if we can see people as human, regardless of uh, addictions or um, homelessness or poverty or, or language differences, whatever, mm -hmm. um, 
then that becomes less of an issue. It, it becomes less important, mm -hmm. and we can work on the problems, the mm -hmm. structural problems right. together. So, so as a um, Unitarian Universalist minister, mm -hmm. um, what elements of society, what elements of a particular community, like, I guess let's start with this. How would you define community? First, you have the church community, right? Right. Mm -hmm. And then, um, from because that's your your vocation, right? right? Uh -huh. <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for. So that's your vocation, and from out, how do you, how does it build out like that? Like, how does that ripple into the larger community? Mm -hmm. Is that is that how things change? Um, well, that's kind of two different questions, I think. I guess. But okay. um, uh, how do you build community? Um, I think we do it naturally. We seek out people who have similar interests and similar desires. Um, I mean, you think about a community such as Gloucester, um, there's the geographical community, and within that you have um, a, hom a homeless population, you have people who are grappling with, say, different, uh, different physical problems, um, uh, you've got people who are in grief groups because they've just lost a loved one. You have church communities, you have school communities, mm -hmm. um, political communities, um, you know, political parties have their own. And so, so there are all these kind of overlapping communities. And I think that, so we naturally find our like-minded folks. The question is how then do we expand beyond that to reach out to the people who might not be? Like how are the, um, are the, cancer survivors talking to the young parents, et cetera. Um, yeah. So uh, neighborhoods can be a huge asset in that regard. Um, but it has to be, I think that it has to be intentional. It hasn't been like, okay, I, f I found my folks and we're going to live in a gated community and we're not going to talk to anybody else. But uh, it's, it's, again, it's a way of being. It's a way of um, saying, um, those are my people, even though it doesn't necessarily look as though we have anything in common on the surface. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm not sure that that really answers the question. So, no, I think it does. Cause, um, and it, but you did um, pull it together better than, than I did, because that's what I was asking. We have all these different mm -hmm. communities within this larger community. Right. And then this larger community is a community within a larger community, yes. right? So it just keeps rippling out. Right. And um, so the foundational values that you spoke of earlier, mm -hmm. um, I suppose they're not everybody's values, mm -hmm. but how, like, speak to, um, have you, I don't know if, yeah, speak to how you would connect those a little bit. Sometimes more. it's, um, or sh well, um, go sorry, ahead. go ahead. No, go ahead. Um, I guess uh, shared endeavor, finding things that um, that are larger than the small groups that can pull people together. Mm -hmm. um, you know, thinking again about climate change and how um, there are people here in town who are working to um, to draw people together, and they're meeting every Thursday. You mm -hmm. know, to try to start planning um, planning climate justice activities and um, responses and. Um, and they're trying to draw from a really broad cross-section of the community. So that's one example. Um, yeah, well, you just made me think like, so here's this thing, climate uh -huh. change, that right. most everybody can get around because uh -huh. 
get their arms around. Right. And so you might have um, someone of one political persuasion and someone of another political persuasion mm -hmm. at this meeting. Right. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I hear what you're yeah. saying. Or different religious um, traditions right. as well. Um, it's it's it can be something that everybody can agree on and come to the table and work together about. And then you find out that the other differences are just not as important, at least in that setting. Right. Um, and you develop relationships. Right. Yeah. And you um, show up with the with the openness of the empathy. And, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. And you start building right. connections. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. So. So. Um, very good. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, so we talked a little bit about this. One of the questions I have down here, but the the um, beloved community mm -hmm. is is I, I use the word pipe dream. Like, uh -huh. is it ever really attainable? And um, yeah, can can you even picture a world without homelessness, without poverty? I mean, does it does it even exist? Um. Not presently, and that's why I say this exists across time. Yeah. And there might be times when there's less um, of these human ills, and times when there are more. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately, it is that that is um, our work, mm. always. Um, and it might have different. I might have a different focus in one era versus another. But I don't know that we ever get there, and I don't know that we would ever be done. Mm -hmm. um, and we're we're just kind of uh, we're kind of handing it off to the next people who come along behind us, mm -hmm. and they move forward into the future. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it would be nice to say yes, we're going to solve all these problems. But I don't think so. Yeah, no, it's, think so. and they'll evolve, and they will. Um, you know what our what our ancestors were grappling with a hundred or two hundred years ago. Oftentimes, is not what we're grappling with. Um, you know, we don't have people dying of common illnesses, but we have people dying of other things and mm -hmm. that they didn't confront. And so, life evolves, and it's our response to it that matters. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, let's go back to uh, um, the people who disagree, uh -huh. um, who have. You know, deep and, and vastly different values. Um, do you see a um, a way for people to come together and and communicate in a way that is helpful and that um, you know pulls on to pulls into the um, beloved community concept? Um. It's hard to pinpoint things that um, that could uh, universally everyone could agree on. Yeah. I think we we just see the world in very different ways. People do, um, and I don't know that we should be working toward consensus, um, but we should be more focused on working toward relationships. Yeah, and it's going to go right back to the relationship It's just going piece, to go right, right back to the Learning relationship Learning how piece. to yeah. engage in a civil manner mm -hmm. with people of different values right. and, and thought mm -hmm. processes. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. yeah. Um, so let's talk about, we're going to, just because this just happened and although this will be filming a couple weeks after okay. this today. Mm -hmm. um, Let's talk a little bit about the mass shootings. Okay. 
All right. So in Ohio and Texas, mm -hmm. we just recently, uh, it was just this weekend, I think the count is 32 people? Um, I think so. And I also add in um, the Gilroy shooting uh -huh. uh, that happened the week before that. Right. Um, and then, but it's also, it happens so frequently that it's kind of hard to know where to, where to cut off mm -hmm. and say, we're only going to talk about this piece because yeah. it happens over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, we only hear about the big ones. Right. And, and um, I heard, um, I think it was probably an NPR report about other loss of life through gunfire, like in, um, different mm -hmm. states. Yeah. Just this last weekend. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, they, it's just that they were like two or three people because mm -hmm. a mass shooting is considered four or more. Mm -hmm. Right. What, what, let's talk a little bit about the, 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 the mindset of these, and, and they've all been men, of mm -hmm. these men who are uh, perpetrating like these mm -hmm. acts. Mm -hmm. What, if anything, like what are your thoughts on, on how mm -hmm. to address those mindsets. And I, I don't like to, maybe maybe they have mental illness, but I think it's more of a hate-driven mm -hmm. thing. And hate is not mental illness or two different things. Right, I agree. And um, in our religious tradition, the Unitarian Universalist religious tradition, we turn toward love. Mm -hmm. And we, and I think that Dr. King also strongly stated this as well, that, um, that uh, love is an incredibly strong force in the world, and that love is stronger than hate. Um, and um, in other traditions, they'll say love is stronger than death. Um, and so um, one commonly heard phrase is that they say, hate cannot cure hatred, only love can cure hatred, right? right? Yeah. So from my perspective, I think that we just have to try to stay in a place where we focus on loving one another mm -hmm. and not not romantically but in terms of appreciating one another having compassion for one another when i talk about loving one another that's what i mean it's um valuing people's humanity um uh wanting them to live their best possible life um mm -hmm. and that to me is love mm -hmm. and that is stronger than hate because ultimately hate is driven by fear and so what you're what you're seeing i think in a lot of these incidents is people who are reacting out of fear and their fear turns into hatred and it manifests as hatred mm -hmm. um, and so how do you how do you respond in a way that teaches love and teaches people to not be so afraid of each other mm -hmm. um, and, and to just try to consistently have this message of we are all human, we are all here on this little blue planet, and, um, and we will do so much better if we can just find each other's humanity and create relationships. Yeah, yeah. You're making me think um, forgiveness. Forgiveness is yeah. a piece of it. Um, that, that to me is... Um, forgiveness is extremely important but that's kind of a response as opposed to a way of being. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if that makes sense. It does, actually. Um, I like that a lot. Okay. It's true, mm -hmm. I think. Forgiveness is also a, a way of living your life. Um, but I think that it's, uh, it's more important to cultivate the sense of compassion and empathy first 
And then I think forgiveness can come more easily from that. Mm -hmm. um, but there's also, there's a lot to forgive right now. <laughs> there's a lot to forgive. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and my heart goes out to the survivors and the families of all these victims um, to think, I, I don't know uh, how they get to a place of forgiveness. It would be incredible. It would be lifelong work for many people. I would imagine. Um, I yeah. would imagine. I would imagine us mm -hmm. here in Gloucester who haven't experienced that. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We can pontificate yeah. all we want. Exactly. We don't yes. We don't like. know. We don't know. And, yeah. um, you know, so my hope is that people could get there, mm -hmm. but uh, it would be very, very difficult and take a long time, a lot of work to yeah. do that work, to get to forgiveness. Yeah. Uh, How do you feel about, um, I guess, maybe you might call it prayer. I, I, I call it putting energy out into mm -hmm. okay. positive energy that might float down to uh -huh. Texas or over to Ohio. Right. Prayer is an interesting word, and um, it uh, sometimes it is a sense of just, you know, making your wishes and intentions known. Sometimes, though, it's listening. Yeah. You know, there's a um, sometimes prayer is just going still and letting letting yourself see who's who might be speaking to you and what you might be hearing, mm -hmm. and what what you might uh, act on in response. Um, sometimes. Um, I think it was the mystic Meister Eckhart who said that um, sometimes the most powerful prayer is thank you. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's help. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, uh, the author Anne Lamott wrote a book about prayer and sh the title is Help, Thanks, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like that. <laughs> yeah, because it's, um, it's gratitude, it's uh, asking for, for support and assistance, and it's praise, yeah. saying, look what we have. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Help, thanks, wow. Help, help, thanks, wow. I think that actually might be a beautiful way to wrap this whole, whole thing up. Help, okay. thanks, wow. Um, do you actually just, do you have anything else that you would like to say that you didn't get a chance to say that I didn't ask about the love of community? Ah, um, just that um, I think we should never stop trying. We should never give up. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes it feels beyond our reach, but so many things in our human lives feel way beyond our reach, um, but that's not no excuse to stop trying. Right. Um, to be, you know, to, to work on ourselves first and foremost, to, you know, be able to contribute to it. Mm -hmm. And we do what we can, and the more people who then do what they can, um, the closer we'll get. Well put. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank you again so much. You're very for welcome. For joining us. You're and, so welcome. Uh, I want to thank you for watching the show, and um, we both hope you will continue this similar conversation with your um, family, friends, community. And if you want to learn more about the Gloucester Unitarian Universalist Church, you can find more information at www.gloucesteruu.org, or you can come join the service 10 a.m. on Sundays at 10 Church Street. And if you want to learn more about appreciative recovery, you can find us at www.appreciativerecovery.org. Thank you.